1: Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your latest edition of The Woke Bros. I'm your host, Big Waz, alongside my compatriot, my co-captain, my comrade, of course, Michael Chabal, Chabaz, Abdul, Brooks. What's <laughs> going on, Michael?
2: Good, man. It's always a pleasure, Big Waz. How you doing, brother?
1: I'm good. And as always, Rob Lopez is on the ones and twos. On today's episode, we're going to get into a little bit of Trump against you know the superwoman congressman ilion omar asap rocky is being held in prison in sweden for essentially just beating a guy up um and a little bit more but first mike man i want you to tee up this trump conversation for us because i know you've been on top of this on your various other platforms so and you you know you, you you're at the pulse of this one i set this up for the people at home who maybe haven't caught up yet
2: yeah, I mean basically this has been going on for a while and I think specifically Trump versus the four of these women, uh, these congresswomen has been going on in different forms for a while uh, and then Ilan Omar specifically, uh, you know, going back several months now for people from both parties who have distorted and lied about her opinion on Israel They've tried to smear her as an anti-Semite. And also, I think it's always really important to say in these conversations that the Democratic leadership and most people, you know, in the media and so on have also, while they have not gone as far, they have often been willing co-participants in the lies about her. But in the last couple of days, things have accelerated very quickly for a combination of factors. One is that Donald Trump is, you know, running for re-election. And unlike the last time when he ran on racism and xenophobia, but he could also lie about helping people's economic situation. I mean, obviously, he's governed the last couple of years. So that whole hustle, that whole, you know, that whole scam is done. Uh, He's a pure, you know, he's a Republican. So obviously, his policies (laughs) aren't helping anybody that isn't an oligarch. Um, But then beyond that. You know, Ilan Omar is incredibly courageous, and these four leaders are incredibly courageous. They're the actual opposition, while Nancy Pelosi does nothing except, in fact, try to attack them. Right. So Donald Trump first put out a tweet saying, if you guys, you know, if you don't like it, you can go back to where you came from. Uh, it's, you know, it's irrelevant that the three of the four congresswomen, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, and um, Ayanna Pressley were all born in the United States. Of course— Ilan Omar is an American citizen and a Somali refugee. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's all secondary. And then at a rally in North Carolina yesterday, the crowd started chanting send her back. And Ilan Omar today, she was like, look, he's a fascist. Yep. You know, and, and honestly, I've never been like a nerd about it one way or another. And I don't, you know, people get into this. I think like clearly this is a fascistic government. But if you get really technical now, if you want to be like that, like, yes, this is getting dictionary definition shit.
1: Yeah. You know, what's funny about that, Mike, is that those four women and we've said this many times on the show in the past. But those four women kind of represent the antithesis of what Republicanism is today. Right. Like they're the children of immigrants. They're women. They're outspoken. They're way smarter than our own president, right? So they represent, like, they're symbols for the threat that these people feel like they're under, right? Like, I can't talk to women the way I used to. And, you know, women want to have a seat at the table. And, you know, immigrants, they're non-white women. Like, all of the things that Republicans in their base have come to stupidly see as their biggest threats, um, these four women are symbols for that. So it seems obvious that a guy like Trump who well, you mentioned he, how he got his rise, his birtherism and demonizing the other and this idea that this is a white American country and for nobody else. Uh, it, it almost seems perfect that these are the four people that he's choosing to have a laser like focus on as he starts his campaign again. Because, you know, even though he had stuff that was sort of undergirding the campaign when it came to... Anti, um, you know, it was anti-war, certain elements of it. It was anti-trade, certain elements of it. But the main engine that powered his, you know, ascendancy to the presidency was just straight up hate. Straight up white supremacy. Yeah. You know, like there there were those other elements, but what undergirded this thing, what made it as powerful and gave it its thrust and, you know, was able to displace, make a guy like Jeb Bush seem like super sheepish and impotent was Jeb Bush's unwillingness to be like, go back to where the fuck you came from. Right? I I was
2: going to say because Jeb Bush is impotent and weak, but all right. (laughs) Fair,
1: fair, Fair
2: point. But, you know, as you said, like it makes sense that these are the people that they've chosen to target. That's a hundred percent. And this is where it's like, you know, of course, this is planned, and you know, this is all he's got, and this is what he's about. So of course. and i and I do think it's it's important though to also really emphasize that, you know, as as she herself, you know, as Elon has said, like, This is also like, you know, there is the really fundamental question of democracy, of anti-racism, of a country where everybody can have, uh, you know, their full rights and capacities. Right. And then there's also the other reality that, you know, this is the classic like. If you're some – you know, if you are not rich and you're some yokel lopping this up, you're a fucking sucker. Yep. And it doesn't mean – you know, like you need to have the bare minimum. You need to support other people's rights and humanity and safety and security. But you don't need to – you know, you don't need to be subscribing to all the best podcasts and using this or that discourse. You know, you could eat hot dogs and watch baseball and – You know, whatever the fuck, it does not matter. But if you can't get over it enough to realize that not only should you not have a bigoted position, but that also. Ilhan Omar is an example. She, along with Bernie Sanders, is, is demanding an investigation of Amazon warehouse conditions. She's the co-sponsor of healthcare. That's healthcare for everybody, including the dumb bastards that are telling her to leave. Uh, you know, she's the co-sponsor of Bernie Sanders' debt cancellation bill. She, if you get over yourself and you could just, you know, be an adult and deal with reality. And not have you know, and not pee your pants because she has a scarf. She's gonna do more for you than these other people ever will. So you know, don't embarrass yourself. Don't be a cuck for you know, <laughs> to divide you like that.
1: Yeah, and I do want to get back to the Pelosi element of this, right? Um, I you know, at the time when she was trying to um her in her bid to uh, become the leader of the house again. Um, the, excuse me, the Speaker of the House again, I thought the squabbles between her and the progressive slash left flank of the House was a little overrated. You know, the idea that a progressive bill would um would come up and that Pelosi wouldn't whip up the votes um necessary to pass it to the Senate, like the idea that that would not be the case going forward, um, you know, I thought that was laughable, right? But what I do think I had a blind spot on What's these other little microaggressions, right, like that don't actually necessarily have to do with policy per se, but how you look out in public when you go out of your way, it seems at times to belittle or to, you know, go after, quite frankly, to make yourself seem tough to the quote-unquote moderate voter, that, yo, I'm willing to go after my more um, strident members of my party, I just, you know, I never foresaw this much unnecessary bickering coming up. And I think yeah. Pelosi comes out of this looking so bad. She looks so petty. She looks she looks like somebody who is very short-sighted in her thinking and doesn't see the future.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know... I guess, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, right. I, I didn't, you know, I never thought. It, no, but Mike, it's not that it surprises
1: me. Is that I didn't foresee this. I thought we'd have more important things to do than-
2: No, but Pelosi I, I come think come that's the, the thing though, right? People on the wrist. I Yeah, but I think that's the thing. I think when you, I think what's really clear now, because there's two different distinctions, right? Like one, yes, we all know that people like Nancy Pelosi, they're corporate, they're moderate, they're not on board for like the, you know, the, the real Bernie Sanders you know, squad agenda that we need, right? Yeah. But there's also just the fact that they are totally ineffective and cowardice by their own metrics. Like I don't think about an impeachment that much, but there's sure. a whole lot of freaked out resistance people who think about that all day – and the same people that they elevate and worship won't even do that, even though there's ample opportunity to move that ball forward. And I think what's really clear is that it's not even, it's not an, it's, I mean, yes, there's a big ideological difference, but it's also the fact that like Nancy Pelosi and Hakeem Jeffries and these people, they care more about their power inside the Democratic Party than they do about saving democracy or dealing with Donald Trump. So, that's why they're more, it's not even just like to me, it's like they're straight up more disrespectful to these four leaders than they are to Donald Trump. And that's why, like in the substance, that's why she, along with the majority of the Democratic caucus and the child abuser caucus, they pass a border bill without any conditions. And right. you know, to me, like even just going back to Harry Reid for a second, Harry Reid was a conservative. Moderate Democrat, he was no, you know, super left by any stretch of the imagination. But he was partisan, and he did not like George W. Bush, and he stuck <laughs> with him. And he knew where his loyalties were. And yep. that's completely not there in the Democratic Party leadership. They, I mean, these people smeared her, Elon Omar, at AIPAC, right? right while she was getting incited against months ago. And and yeah. by, I just want the last thing I just want to say real quick, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, when they put out their tweets about this, and of course Bernie's was the most elaborated and he just sent an email on it. Like it just always needs to be stated. He's the best. I'm sorry. But they used the hashtag stand with Elon hashtag. And in this case, that's a social media thing that really matters because yep. you're fucking like, oh, I condemn the president's whatever. no. There's a specific person that he's inciting against who's a vulnerable leader right now. You have to speak for her specifically.
1: And and you know what what really gets under my skin is this shit is not that complicated, right? And it's also not that hard to decipher, right, the motivations of people like Pelosi. Um, It's obvious when somebody like Rahm Emanuel comes out and says, well, we need to rein in the the super lefty people if we're going to win stuff and you see a pelosi come out and constantly feel the need to you know go at these people it's obvious who they're getting this from it's the fucking donor class it's the corporate people who fund all their campaigns who are you know at the moment at this moment in time part of the power base of the party right the people who get to make the biggest decisions about who shit gets funded and who doesn't right um, yeah. It's, it's so painfully obvious where this this talk is coming from. It's coming from the money side of the party, and it's like you keep It's just obviously money is only interested in money, right? <laughs> like what, they don't really have any grounding principles when it comes to the cor- the corporate wing of the party. They're not it's not grounded in making sure people can go to the doctor and afford it. Right, it's about money. It's only about money, and it's so obvious when these people come out and they say the stupid, short-sighted things that they say about, well, how are we supposed to win elections? As if these people, <laughs> as if these people have been dead on about winning elections their entire lives, is bullshit. Um, and I think that's the most distressing part of it. It's just so plain, painfully obvious how short-sighted and narrow-minded all of this stuff is, and we all know where this is coming from. We all know who the people are who don't want to hear shit about a minimum wage hike, who don't want to hear shit about universal health care, who don't want to hear shit about the cancellation of college debt. The money people in the party don't care about those issues.
2: Well, they're opposed to those issues. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's why, again, you know, that's why, again, how many... How many former people from Obama and Clinton eras they're signing up to lobby with the insurance industry against giving yep. everybody health care? Like this yep. is, and especially right now, right? Because we're not at that point, and I don't ever want to be at that point. But this isn't, you know, this isn't a couple of weeks before election day and Hillary Clinton's trash. But you can't have Trump. This right. is the time that you that we need to have this battle because yep. it's not only for the big picture shit that we really need to do. We're not even mentioning climate change or policing or all of these other things, but also because even for these people's own metrics, they fucking suck. Like we're not talking about people that it's like, Hey, you know, I, I disagree with them and whatever, but you know, I gotta admit they're effective. They got Trump on the back heel. Uh, they don't. No, (laughs) they,
1: they don't. And, you know, a lot of this... And, and the funny thing is about this centrism and uh, this idea that, you know... Uh, <laughs> this this idea that there's this... There's just this super-moderate voter, right? Um, and, and they're so pragmatic, and all they care about is... This, it's bullshit. It's, like, it's not true. Like, these voters that people are chasing are ghosts. Like, I understand... Um, the idea that there are people in the Democratic um, House of Represent Democrats in the House of Representatives who won swing districts, right? Who won districts where they didn't win by like 60%, 70%. And, you know, and that's often a common critique of somebody like AOC where they're like, yo, she's in the safest, one of the safest districts in America for a Democrat. Of course she can come out and say what she wants and do what she wants. But we have to think about those other members Um, of our caucus, which a part of me is like, yeah, okay, okay, that's cool, but the way they flipped those issues was not by um, condemning lefties, right? It was like, look, there's a certain politics in the Republican Party, they're all conspiring against you to not have health care, to not have a minimum wage hike, to not, um, you know, basically uplift your life because they want you to think that those benefits mainly are only going to accrue to lazy black and Latino people right you know what I'm saying yep. like that's how they won That's not like they don't convert those people by saying well I'm not a crazy lefty it's like no 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 I want to I want to deliver um positive outcomes for you no matter what your political affiliation is um the, these other people, they try to get you to think those, those outcomes can't happen for you and that Democrats only want those outcomes for black and brown people. Um, that's how they went about convincing people to flip their vote, right? Like convincing them that the core of Republicanism is to trick you into thinking that just straight up being white is enough. Right. Right. Like having a better life is not um, what you should be striving for. Being better than our most downtrodden people in the company is all you need. That's the message that these people are carrying out is this idea that we're going to go out and do shit for people. So they didn't flip those districts by being anti AOC, by being anti Bernie. It's just a ridiculous notion that I just I can't for the life of me understand how they think this shit is an effective messaging.
2: Absolutely.
3: I am not surprised when the president says that four sitting members of Congress should, quote, go back to their own country when he has authorized raids without warrants on thousands of families across this country. I am not surprised that he used, uses the rhetoric that he does when he violates international human rights and takes thousands of children away from their families. I am not surprised that he has turned our public education system under the leadership of Betsy DeVos into a cash cow to enrich himself and his friends. I am not surprised when he corrupts via the secretary of transportation. I am not surprised at what he's doing. But I also know that we're focused on making it better, because we don't leave the things that we love. And when we love this country what that means is that we propose the solutions to fix it we love all people in this country and that's why we believe healthcare is a human right we be- we love all children in this country and because we do that's why we fight for education for all children through college and so we'll stay focused on our agenda and we won't get caught slipping because all of this is a distraction. It's a distraction from what's most important and from our core values as American citizens.
1: TMZ because I I don't know how they do it but they are the most cracked journalists, on Johnny on the spot journalist when it comes to celebrity news that we have out there John like on the spot I mean I can't like I I can't explain it like they just get every single celebrity news item first whatever even in Scandinavia so rapper ASAP Rocky New York City guy Harlem guy uh, was arrested they first reported that he was arrested in Sweden um on the charge of beating a, a few people him and his homies beating some people up uh that was june 30th it is now july 18th asap rocky is still in custody out in sweden um basically uh it's it, what the charge is that he beat people up uh, members of his crew, uh, the ASAP crew, people like Ferg was like, look, these guys were following us around, heckling us, they approached us, and we basically essentially defended ourselves. That's the story coming out of the camp. But um you have people like Congressman um Hakeem Jeffries out of New York, Adriano S es- 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 Espelot. Espelot, Sorry, I'm not I'm, not I'm not I'm not I'm not good with foreign languages, y'all. Dude, and Joaquin is good. Joaquin joaquin castro of of um texas all three democrats they've come out um against this because you know news is trickling out that asap rocky's doing 23 hours of solitary confinement in that jail which is i know we do that shit in the states but it's inhumane it's fucking torture uh you know and it just speaks to what can happen, man, when when you go abroad and you got a little name and you think that you, you know, because you're ASAP Rocking, you can do whatever you would like. Yo, man, whenever you leave the states, <laughs> you put yourself at the mercy of laws and customs and standards that you have no idea about. Right. um, And to now, this thing has kind of become a catastrophe where this guy's still locked up. Has who knows if he's seen a lawyer? We have no idea what's going on over there.
2: Yeah, no. And I, I think that's really like I mean, just from the perspective of country like Sweden, from a nation branding perspective, because Sweden, you know, Stockholm is actually a very you know, people have. I've, I've heard a lot of people liking to perform in Stockholm, liking to check it out. I was actually just talking with um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Napoleon, the Legends. He's a really good independent rapper in Brooklyn, but most of his tour dates are in Europe. Like, you know, he performs at festivals like Paris and the Czech Republic and whatever. And that's, you know, that's that is like that's like reading i don't that's like reading some fucking sci-fi you know novel right i mean like you're an internationally known pop star you get into a scuffle and then you're held incommunicado for weeks that's like not something that a country that's supposed to be you know a 21st century democracy should do and again i understand like you know of course like we say that coming from the united states where there is endless number of police abuse and and prison abuse and all and 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 people railroaded all the time and racially we know this i still would say that you know somebody going there with all of his resources and them basically just depriving him of contact like that is still pretty bizarre and unusual like i don't you know that is very weird but i i think you know, so and obviously, you know, of course, there has to be I mean, there's obviously a huge racial dimension to this. I cannot imagine you know, like this would not happen to a white pop star. I mean, that's obvious. But I do think, you know, the other thing that I just want to add to this briefly and actually Joe Budden, I caught a few minutes. He did a, He actually had a very good rant about this because we've been talking for a while. Like I remember even back in 2016, Phil and I talked on on uh, Dope Boys when we did that show, and and I don't even remember. It might have been a couple times. You might have been involved in one of those discussions. I don't remember all of them, but like, you know, Aesop is somebody who definitely said a couple years ago he did that kind of like, you know, Black Lives Matter. What are you fuck like? I'm in a Rolls Royce. Like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he's like,
1: like I, he's like, bro. I hang out in Beverly Hills in Paris. Like, I I I, I don't even have any idea what you're talking about one of his quotes was the fuck am I Al Sharpton
2: now that's right and I mean and and to me like I never really like I, I think honestly and I don't agree with it but I think he was really you know I think that was part of his like you know, he has that line and I don't remember the designer he's talking about, like, but my Martin was a Mason. I think like literally right. saying that like my MLK was that, you know, no. some dude from some like Paris fashion house, like yeah. he, he was doing like, look, I fuck girls. I do Coke and I hang out in penthouses and that's what I do. And I just want like, so it's, it's, really ironic and tragic that it would ha- – that something as extreme as this would happen. To, like it wasn't even like – you know, like this is ex- so extreme. But on the flip side, like what Joe Budden was saying was like this is very – I mean I think you can talk about it in a conversation uh, but, you know, this is definitely not the time to like get on Twitter and be like, oh, well, see – yeah. You know, like he's in a really fucking bad spot. <laughs> like Yo, and, not the and, time to get all like high and mighty about
1: it. Yes, and that's very, you know, lefty of, of yeah, us to do, right? Like yeah. this is see, these are the consequences of not being woke, Mike. <laughs> which is just like, I mean, I get I, I guess, you know, um, and and, and and here's the thing though, Mike, um, which 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 I think people miss the miss the boat on, is that you can't draft somebody to be a fucking activist, right? Like, a person has to hear that calling. They have to find that on their own, which is why, like, think, like, although, like, I wish he didn't say that publicly. I think it, it's ugly. It's kind of, like, um, lack self-awareness. Um, It makes you sound very stupid. I wish he didn't say that publicly. But the idea that this guy should, you know, he should want to be an active activist simply because he's a famous rapper, uh, never carries water with me anytime people bring it up. And, you know, furthermore, I, I think this <laughs> I think those people who are clamoring for that type of stuff, I, like the, the idea that this experience won't um, inform how this guy goes about his life going forward. Um, and that that won't be reflected in his art. Like, I, you know, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I think that... Yeah. These experiences...
2: <laughs> yeah, to, tend to, to, be become, the to be the bro- fucking least. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> I mean, shit. Like... He's being detained in a foreign country, I think, bro. I think it's going to affect his worldview. I mean, that's... That's you the other know, thing, like, in general that I hate about that, like, you know, finger wag cancel shit is, like... We should be trying to go in the other direction of, like, how can people get better? How can they transform? Because the truth is, yeah. like, everybody I'm not saying everything's the same, obviously, but the truth is, the reality is that everybody actually does need to do that. And yep. this is, like, what a case of, like, first of all, yeah, like, I would have wished that, you know, I don't know, he ran into, I don't know, Ava DuVernay or something and was like, oh, okay, I'll watch that Netflix special. Or, or yep. even, honestly... <laughs> just aged out a couple of years and been like, yeah, I was being an asshole, like whatever. Yep. Like I would not, I certainly, well, I was about to say, I wouldn't wish this experience on anybody. I don't know if that's true if I'm being completely honest. yeah. Rocky's not on that list. Right. And it's like to say the least, I mean, look, if Aesop Rocky comes out of this situation and is like, yeah, I, I mean, besides that brief detour, I pretty much fuck around in Paris and Beverly Hills. Then, you know, I don't know. Then then he's just a – he's a unique character. But right. I doubt that will happen. And so I think people can like, you know, keep their fucking lectures, at, at least wait until he's out of prison. And also, you know, there are still some good – you know, there's some, there's some pretty – there are some very, very left progressive Swedes, man. So maybe they orchestrated this so he'd get uh, on it. You
1: know? Yeah, and I'm glad, you know, uh, people in the government, is, is his own rep, because Hakeem Jeffries is actually his representative in, from his neighborhood in Harlem. So it's nice to see people use their whatever bully, <laughs> as small a bully puppet as that dude has. He's using it to try to help put, dude. Obvious caveats of... Duh, this is a rich and famous, visible American. So, latching yourself onto this will, you know, get you visibility. I know we get, I know all the cynical points. Save that shit. Okay. I get it. But bottom line is, man, this dude shouldn't be rotting in the. Dude, if you're in a
2: fucking solitary, uh, I mean, it's uh, ridiculous. I don't think you care the reason that somebody's advocating for you. That just needs to be done.
1: So I hope that situation gets resolved. It sounds like they're going to come down with a decision off fr- this Friday. Um, the 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 court's out in Sweden. I hope this has a speedy resolution. You know, people can get back to their families and stuff. Um, moving on, Cardi B, of course. Ow. <laughs> like, She's seriously, though, she is one of the most astute, politically astute artists in the mainstream game, period, right now, right? Um, obviously, we had people like Beyonce, who you know they slow roll shit, and Taylor Swift is like, you know, she's <laughs> she she has her country roots, so it's supposed to be a big deal that she doesn't demonize gays and lesbians and stuff. Like, I get it. We I, the the bar is so low for these people. I get it, but Cardi B, man, is always 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 on point
2: absolutely so let me just say i'll read it uh, i have this in front of me she tweeted out uh, a couple of days ago about bernie sanders and i'm sorry i think i think in order to do it justice i i can't really do an impression but you know, you gotta do somewhat of the voice, obviously. Okay. I've been reading be about Bernie Sanders. And I'm really sad about how we let him, we let him down in 2016. This man has been fighting for equal rights, and then I love this. This <laughs> next word is all capitalized, so he's been fighting for equal rights and human rights <laughs> a long time. And also, I just want to say, she said she spells along like she spells it a l o n g instead of two uh, words and that uh-huh. i love it because i mean i wouldn't have thought this anyways but like you know one of the way that you i mean obviously i'm not at a level where i'd have somebody handling my twitter account but but one of the ways you know that i'm um you know like sending tweets off is that there's a ton of misspellings and missing words and shit Yep. So I appreciate that someone who is such a – I mean is a global superstar and absolutely does not need to – like she could just have somebody doing like, you know, hey, hey, everybody. I'm, you know, I'm here. Like come see me in, you know, Staples Center. She's doing her own tweets. She does her own shit. She has her own content. It's – that's just part of the – she's just – she's hands-on, man. She's fucking cool. Yep. This man has been fighting for equal rights, human rights. For such a long time, seeing this country uh, become a better place has really been his passion for a long time. Not just a new front for the campaign. Wow! Shots fired. Done. (laughs) (laughs) Stop fucking around. And and
1: again, the reason why I say she's politically astute is that intuitively she gets it. She's like, this is the type of person who we want to empower. The the job of somebody who is president is to try to ensure the best outcomes for the most people, right? (laughs) Like, she gets it. She gets it. She understands, right? It's not complicated, right? Like, the main job of this person, yes, they're the freaking PR face of the the global military machine that is America. Um, You know, they're basically our diplomat. We get it. They have all these other hats that they wear. But their main job is to ensure the best outcomes for the most people's lives. And obviously Cardi gets it. She gets it. It's not she that reads, complicated. Not she, that reads complicated. About, she reads about Bernie's wreck records. She's like, oh, shit. OK, he's, this is a dude who's dedicated his whole life
2: to this shit. Obviously, this is the best choice. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's not, you know, because I think a lot of pop stars, like, it's either, like, you know, it's either the corporate Democratic bullshit and, you know, and I think it's a combination of, like, Maybe just like not necessarily being that invested in it and then sort of like, hey, I want to seem like I'm kind of a nice person, but actually at the same time, like, you know, I'm worth tens of millions of dollars or whatever it might be. I don't really want to actually, you know, have any actual, you know, reclaiming of some power in this society. So to me, along with everything else and and the thing that I say to like, I mean, mostly she's universally loved, but occasionally like you know, you'll get those scold comments on my side yeah. of things, like, oh, like, but she, yeah, but she promotes materialism." And it's like, "Oh, well, first, God, all, God. All, first of all, just you know, Jesus please be that person because that makes us all look bad." But more big picture, even it's like that's also what's so great about her, right? right. That it is—it's it, all of the above. It's like she I'm contains multitudes. About and I'm gonna party and like like that. It's hilarious. That's. And she's always got sound instincts. So fuck it. Listen to her. Vote for Bernie Sanders. Stop Stop messing around. Listen to Cardi B. Let's go. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for today.
1: Of course, the tickets for the Count the Dings live show at the Independent hall in san francisco on october 12th are now live there's a very limited and i'm not just saying this as a marketing ploy. i know y'all like oh please this shit is in october i got plenty of time there's a limited amount of tickets left guys you want to get your hands on this as soon as possible it's going to be an incredible show obviously the entire count the ding's crew marcus thompson of the athletic um, Andy Liu and Sam Fendiari of the Light Years podcast. These are Bay Area legends at this point. Um, Marcus Thompson, of course, wrote the actual book on Steph Curry. Then he turned around and wrote a book on um, Kevin Durant, both bestsellers. Um, we have more special guests coming as well. And Mike, man, tell them about the Chicago show, please.
2: All right. We're in that phase now where it's it's speeding up again. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know where we're at in terms of like uh, the the same the uh, the sellouts like in um, L.A. and Brooklyn. But I know that it's picking up a lot of speed and there's actually less space at this venue than in the other venues. And if you wait to the last minute, that's not going to bode well for you. So August 24th at Lincoln Hall in Chicago. All right, everybody, we'll see you next week. Leave us reviews. I love you guys. I love you guys. See you soon. Later, Rob.